Okay, <clears throat> so we're going to uh, finish up the sugya of Chaviv versus versus Shivas Haminim. So we we started last night the second half of the Mishnah. This this Mishnah that we're in the middle of, the middle of six parak, started with Shahako, We finished Shahako, and then it switched to order of brachas. The Chachamim say, whatever you want to make a bracha on, you should make a bracha on. We pointed out last night, very, very, very important, Machlik is Rishayim, what that means. The Rambam, much more simple to learn, like the Rambam, it would be great if it was only the Rambam, says, that means what you want right here, right now. Period. End of story. Easy enough to digest. The problem is that the Rosh and the Rabbi Yoyna and other Rishayim, and this is how the Mechaber ends up paskening, basically, is that no, Chaviv means, Chaviv means what you generally like, what you generally eat, what are your staples? And, uh, you know, we can discuss it. A staple, we, we can talk about that, but, but, so then, Chaviv comes a whole nother category. It's not that simple. Versus, whatever Chaviv is, versus Shivas Haminim. Yudah says Shivas Haminim won. Now, last night we portrayed this machlekas between the Tanakhama, the Chachamim, and Rabbi Yehuda in the following light. When you have two foods that are the same bracha, which one would you make the bracha on? And which one would come afterwards a coattail of the bracha? So we said, for instance, last night, classic example, first night Roshana, you have in front of you the dip the apple in the honey thing, and you have in front of you the, the uh, Rosh Hashanah, Paris, this is Rimain, Shivas Aminim, Tamar, Shivas Aminim, perhaps other Shivas Aminim. What do you make a brahan first? Rabbi Yehuda says Shivas Aminim goes first. Reb, the Chachamim say, Chaviv goes first. So if you like apples, probably you eat more apples during the year than dates or pomegranates. So like the Russian Minion is nothing to talk about. And even like the Rama, if you like apples more, you have this conflict. But the context of the conflict, the <coughs> makam of the Machlekes is Vishabrekaseyan Shavis, is when you're dealing with two foods that are the same, bro. But if you're dealing with two foods of different brachas, for instance, we said last night, classic example, you're sitting at a chasana, and there's a table in the middle, a plate in the middle, and it has pickles and olives. What, are you ha- what do you have to make the bracha on first? Rebuto will tell you the olives. I, you're not really an olive fan. Now, if you're like me, and you're not going to eat any olives no matter what, then, then you have no Shiloh. But if you're not as like uh, strong-minded as me against olives, then seriously, um, if you're not as strong-minded as me against olives, you're going to have an olive. Efsher says, "Rita, I don't care. You have to make the bracham olive first. Says the Gemara, "No, we're not talking in this case. We're not talking in this case. There is no machlekes Rita and the Chachamim. What what is the halacha then? Of course, it's a machlekes. Probably Chaviv wins." That was last night. That the machlekes is only 
when you have two foods of the same bracha, there is no machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim when you're dealing with two different brachas. There is no machlekes. Pashtas, definitely have plenty of people to learn like this, in a case where you have pickles and olives, Rabbi Yehuda, the one who loves Shivas Haminim, by the way, this is Rabbi Yehuda Lashitase, Rabbi Yehuda loved Eretz Yisrael. So Rabbi Yehuda, who Lashitase loved Eretz Yisrael, Rabbi Yehuda, who was the Rebbe of Shivas Haminim, would tell you, go right ahead, make a bracha on the pickle first, don't worry. I do not say my shita when there's two different brachas. That was last night's, last night's portrayal of the Machlekes. Tonight, we start on Memalaf and Memalaf, teeny bit past halfway of the Ahmed, towards the end of the line, Pligi Barab Ami Verb Yitzchak Nafcha. Well, in fact, says the Gemara, this is actually not so simple. This, what we said is so posh last night, is actually the subject of Machlekes, Tzvishen Reb Ami and Reb Yitzchak Nafcha. Chan Amar, one of them says, you're right, last night, the machlekes is when they both have the same bracha. When you're dealing with two ha'etzes, which one do you make first, the shiva saminim or the chaviv? Do you do min shiva adif? You make the bracha on the shiva saminim first. Rabban and savri min chaviv adif. You make the bracha on whichever one you like first. Avol b'she'ein berkesein shavais. But when you're dealing with two different brachas, pickle olive, divrei hakol, mevarech alzeh, v'chayzer u'mevarech alzeh, you make separate brachas in no particular order. That was last night's portrayal. And the first of the Amirayim tonight. V'chad And one said, one opinion is, b'she'en berkesein shavais nami machloikes. No. Even when you have two foods that are a different bracha, there's still a machlekes. What's the machlekes? You're going to be making two brachas anyway. We said last night, the machlekes is, which one of the foods should you use to make the bracha on? And which one should ride its coattails? But here, you're going to need to make two separate brachas anyway. What does it mean? There's a machlekes in Rabbi Huda and the Chachamim. What does it mean there's a machlekes in Rabbi and the Chachamim? Isn't the machlekes which one you should make the bracha on? Well, if you have two different brachas, you're not making one bracha. So what does this mean? This is the Gemara's kasha. It's gans good if you learn that the machlekes is when you have two foods of the same bracha. Machlekes, machlekes, shapir. That is understandable. Which one are you going to make the bracha on? And which is just going to be the follower. But if you say that the machlekes is when they are two different brachas, so you're anyway going to make two different brachas. So what is the machlekes between Rabbi Yudah and the Chachamim according to this opinion? But my pligi, what's the argument? Which goes first. That yes, you're going to make two brachas. You're not going to be mighty one with the other. You're not going to say one bracha and kill two stones. Kill two birds with one stone. You're going to make two brachas. Which one do you do first? Rabbi Huda says you have to make the first bracha on the Shiva Saminim. And the Chachamim say you make the first bracha 
on whichever one you like. Really? I never heard of this concept of order. Meaning, when you tell me which one you should make the bracha on, that I could hear. Where do you find the precedent? Where do you find a source for this concept of ordering brachas? Says the Gemara from a Pasik. The Omar Rav Yosef Itamar Yitzchak. Within the Shivas Haminim, there is an order, there's a packing order, and that is the order that the Torah listed them. It's not random, the order that the Torah brought them, and whichever order the Torah brought them, within the Shivas Haminim, that's what, that's what you would make the Bracha on first. So for instance, if within the Shivas Haminim, you would have Chitar Sa'ira, and then you would have wine, you make the Bracha on the Chita before before the wine. In fact, if you have chita and sa'ira, let's say you're at a kiddush, you're at a kiddush, and you have in front of you a chocolate chip cookie, which is made out of wheat, and you have a bowl of chalms, which is made out of barley, you have to eat the chocolate chip cookie first. Chita comes before sa'ira. Let's say you have a bowl of chalms, and you have a grape, you have to make the bracha on the bowl of chalms before the grape. Etc., 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 down the line. And the Rishayim explained since there's a pecking order within the Shivas Haminim, you see from here precedent that there's a pecking order even between Brachas, not in the Shivas Haminim, and the Shivas Haminim comes first. And that is Rabbi Huda's source. The Omar, Rabbi Yosef, Hitem, Rabbi Yitzchak, Kalamugdim, Pasik Zeh, anything that's earlier in this Pasik, Mugdim, Lebracha, Get an earlier bracha. So says the Gemara, we see that there's precedent. We see that there's precedent for ordering brachas. Therefore, therefore, we also have a, a source from here that you go in order, and that's the machlikas between two brachas. That yes, I'm going to make two brachas. I'm going to make one bracha on the pickle and one bracha on the olive. So what's Rabbi Huda arguing on the Chachamim? You're anyway going to make two brachas. He's arguing that the Shiva Haminim has to go first. Which, why is it more mistaver if you have the same bracha that, that you would have machlekes? Because we, we, didn't, we didn't picture this concept of order. We picture this concept of what you make the bracha on. So that, that is a, that's something we could discuss, that you're going to make the bracha on one food, which one are you going to make the bracha on, and which one is just going to ride along. That, that we have a concept of. We didn't, it didn't enter our mind that there's a, there's a thing of order. So Mamela, when you're talking about two foods, you're not going to make two brachas. What do you mean? Which one do you make the bracha on? Well, how, how, is, how is that applicable? Because that, that was our full mindset at the time. What are you going to make the bracha on? So once we see that you're making two brachas, like, so what's, what's there to discuss? You're going to make the bracha on both. You're going to make two brachas. There's nothing to discuss. I, I, I never even thought about this. What are you talking about? Oh, there's such a concept of order. Now I understand. And now we're going to get into that. Shanam, I like it says in the Torah. Eretz. Eretz Yisrael. This is the Pasuk in Parshas Ekev. That Akash Baruch or Moshe Rabbeinu is describing the greatness of Eretz Yisrael. And Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, Eretz, Asholei B'miskenes, Teichel B'y Lechem. It's not a land that Nebuch, you're going to only have to eat bread. There's nothing missing in Eretz Yisrael. Eretz 
Eretz Chitos and then it's, it's a land that has the Shivas Aminim, this and this and this. Shenemar Eretz Chita Usa'ira, Gefen, Te'ena, figs, Verimain, pomegranates, Eretz, it's a land, it's a that has olive oil and honey dates. Okay, end of Sugya. End of the Sugya of the Machlekes between Rabbi Huda and the Chacham. Once you brought that up, Lemaisa, I have to point something out. You just said that the use of this Pasuk, of the Shiva Saminim, is to teach us order. It's to teach us a packing order within the Shiva Saminim. And once we learn there's a packing order within the Shiva Saminim, then we see that there's this concept of ordering brachas outside the Shiva Saminim, that Shiva Saminim comes first, etc. That use of the Pasuk argues on a well-known use of the Pasuk. We had this in Sukkah. That use of the Pasik argues on Rabchanan, the Amr Rabchanan, the Rabchanan Gezakt. This whole Pasik is saying a Shavach of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is the coolest land in the world. That not only are its fruits delicious, its fruits are also informative. That every single species that Eretz Yisrael is blessed with teaches us important, important halachas. So it's a Shavach of Eretz Yisrael. Florida might have oranges, but Eretz Yisrael has fruits that teaches us lessons. Eretz Yisrael has fruits that teach us a shiurim. Says the Gemara, the Amr of Chanan, the entire Pasik was said to teach us a shir. And each one of the Shiva Saminim, as we're going to go through right now, hopefully quickly, teaches us a shir that we otherwise wouldn't have known. And what are they? Nemarchita. It was said, Chita, wheat is a shear. What is wheat the shear for? It's the shear for the following thing. Outside quickly. The Torah, when describing the effect of walking into a house with tsaras, is Saiser itself. In one Pasik, it says, just walking in the house makes you tame. Another Pasik says, in order to become Tameh, you have to eat in the house. So the Gemara says, how do we deal with this stira? So Gemara says, well, walking in the house will make you Tameh. You need to stay inside the house for as long as it takes to eat a meal for your clothes to become Tameh. Says the Gemara, if a person walks into a house with Saras, and he's carrying his clothes, that's not called wearing. He's holding his shoes and his ring. Well, then everything becomes Tame immediately. Both he and them, he and his clothing, become Tame immediately. But if he was wearing his clothing, his shoes are on his feet, and his rings are on his hands, oh, then, who like one Pasuk, he becomes Tameh immediately, the clothing remain Tahar, until you wait there, till you stay in there long enough to eat a half a loaf of bread. Okay, that's Allah. 
Now, how long does it take to eat a half a loaf of bread? The next question is, what kind of bread? If it's disgusting pumpernickel bread, did its mamish work to get down? If it's like barley bread or rye bread, like not like nowadays rye bread, the olden days rye bread, did its work to get down? Oh, you're talking a long time. If it's gishamaka wheat bread, preferably white wheat, that you can mamish pakain very quickly. That is the shear of wheat. That is the shear of wheat. How long do you have to be in the house? As long as it takes to eat a half a loaf of bread. What kind of bread? Wheat bread. Says the Gemara, Wheat bread. Not barley bread. That takes too long. Masive, while you're leaning, which means you're enjoying it, you're into it, you're, you're concentrating on your eating. And you eat it with dips and relish, which means the fastest way you can eat a half loaf of bread. All the conditions are correct. It's white bread, it's wheat bread, there's dips, you're leaning, you're into it. That's the fastest conditions possible to eat bread. That's how long you have to remain in the house in order to, <coughs> in order to become, in order for your clothes to become tummy. Sa'ira, what shear do we learn out of barley? The tanan etzem kisa'ira, a bone the size of a barley is metame, could be metame somebody, bimago bamasa, by holding or lifting. It's not metame if you're in the same house as it. Less than a kernel of barley, less than a piece of barley, it's not even metame if you hold it. It's mamisha chip. It's not metame if you hold it. Gefen, what is grapes the shear for? Kedirvius yayim lenazir. The amount of a revius of wine for a nazir. Now this is complicated. A nazir is not measured in grapes. A nazir is sheer in ounces. What is is as follows. A nazir, a nazir is chayiv if he drinks wine or eats any grape product. Problem is, the shear of nazir is measured in liquid because it's measured in wine. So how much Wine does another have to drink to be chayiv? Ervius. How much grapes or grape product does another have to eat in order to be chayiv? Ervius. But Ervius is a liquid shear. So, how do you measure a solid in a liquid shear? So, the way you do this is called displacement. That however much the solids you ate displace Ervius, you're chayiv. Now, Different liquids displace at different rates. Water <coughs> is very thin. It's very runny. The scientific term is it's not very viscous. And therefore, water runs faster. So you'd be able to displace a revius of water quicker than, say, a revius of ketchup. So the shear of water would be a lesser shear of solid than if you'd measure it in ketchup. So what <coughs> liquid do you use to measure the solids of a nazir? You measure it in displacement of wine. Gefen is kidei revius yayin le nazir. Te'ena, what shear is measured in figs? Kigregris leitzah Shabbos. If a person <coughs> carries on Shabbos, he's only chayev if he carries a useful amount. How much is a useful amount of food? A fig's worth, not a kezayis. A fig's worth. So if you carry a kezayis, of 
let's say, cake on Shabbos, you're not chayev. In order to be chayev, skil on Shabbos, you have to carry a fig's worth of cake. And that's the shear of figs. Remain. What is the shear that pomegranate is used for? Kedetanat. Kokli balabatim. Kalim used at home as opposed to Kalim used professionally. Kalim used professionally, the minute they spring any leak, they're gone. They're useless. So if they're useless, they're not Makabaltoma anymore. Stuff used at home, we have, a, we have a lower standard. So let's say you have at home a bowl you have on your counter that you keep fruits in. And it springs a little hole. So, okay, I won't use it to hold grapes anymore. I'll start holding oranges. Well, then it springs a hole big enough that it lets oranges out or tangerines. Don't worry, I'll still use it for apples. Then it springs a hole that apples fall out of. At which point do we say, okay, this bowl is useless. Enough stuff is falling out of it. That size is the size of a pomegranate. Kokli balabatim, home kalim, as opposed to professional, shiram kirimainim. And then the second Pasik said, Eretz zeis shemen. It's a land of olives. Well, every shear is a kezayis. That's what we learn out of kezayis. Says the Gemara, every shear. You think every shear is a kezayis? We just got finished saying five shearim that aren't kezayis. Thomas Hapras is not kezayis. Etzim kezayis is not kezayis. Geffen's not Kezayis, Riemann's not Kezayis, Te'ina's not Kezayis. What do you mean all Shira? Okay, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Eretz, you just said these. El Eretz, Shiroiv, Shira, I meant most Shirem. Rashi says, how much Chalev if you eat are you chayv? How much Chametz if you eat are you chayv? How much Dam if you eat are you chayv? How much Pig if you eat are you chayv? Every other Shira in the Torah is a Kezayis. And finally, the final Shira, that we learn from this Pasuk is Devash, the shear of a honey date. What is the shear of a honey date? How much you need to eat on Yom Kippur? Because we know eating on Yom Kippur is not Achila, which would be a Kezayis. It's Sevilla, it's satisfaction, which is more. So the shear of eating on Yom Kippur is a honey date. So, says the Gemara, now we finally finish quoting all this, you see that this Pasuk is there to learn shiurim out of, not to learn order of brachis out of. Says the Gemara, the other opinion will tell you, one second. Hani shiurim behedya miksivi. Are these shiurim written explicitly in the Pasik? The Pasik is not really teaching you shiurim. Elamid Rabbonan. These shiurim the rabbis taught us. Vikra smachta ba'alma. The Pasik is just a asmachta, it's a nice cute hint as to the shiurim. Therefore, since you and I both know that the Pasik is just an asmachta, I'm able to learn order of brachas from, from this Pasik. One last story about order of brachas, and then we mamash finish the sugya. We go on to an extremely important sugya. Says the Gemara. Rav Chista and Rav Hamnuna have yasi besudisa. Rav Chista and Rav Hamnuna were sitting together at a meal. I still a kamayu. They brought in front of them tamri v'rimayni dates, which was last, dead last in the pasuk. V'rimayni and pomegranates, which by no means was first, it was fifth. So 
based on Pasuk order, five comes before seven, Shalko Rav Hamnuna, Rav Hamnuna nonetheless took Baruch Atamri Beresha, he made a bracha on the date first. Amalei Rav Chista, Rav Chista asked him, I don't understand, you don't agree to this use of the Pasuk of the order, you don't hold of this drush of Rabbi Yitzchak that anything earlier in the Pasuk gets earlier bracha, and you just made a bracha on number seven, and you skipped over number five. Rabbi Yitzchak would have told you make a bracha on number five, not number seven. Malay, missing one wrinkle. Missing one wrinkle. The Pasik is listing, is listing the greatness of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz, it's a land of Chita Sa'ira, Gefenu Se'ena Verimai. Eretz, it's a land, Zeshemenu Devash. Says, says Rav Hamnuna, Avada, I agree with this Pasik order. But there's one wrinkle. Each time it says Eretz, it resets the clock. Remember, we're praising Eretz Yisrael. So the proximity of the fruit to the word Eretz is what gives it its chshivas. See, you're right. In the first list, Eretz, a land. Now there's an order. Chita, number one. Seira, number two. Gefen, number three. Te'ena, number four. Riman, number five. You're right, there's an order. But then it says Eretz again. So it resets the clock. And then it says, Zeshemen Udvash. So honey dates, you're right on the overall list of the Shivas Haminim. They clock in at a sad number seven. But as far as proximity to Eretz, as far as proximity to Eretz, which is the, the lumbus that we're saying over here, it's we're praising <coughs> Eretz Yisrael with these fruits. Eretz Yisrael, the Eretz, the proximity to Eretz is what gives these fruits the Hashivas. Not necessarily the order. Avada in the first list, one through five, is the order of Hashivas. But then it resets. Listen, if you have a steer between two number ones or two number twos, of course the first passage is going to win. But over here, you're dealing with number five to one Eretz. And although it's seven overall, it's number two to the second Eretz. Number two to the second Eretz is nothing to shake a stick at. My date that I made a bracha on first come in number two after the word Eretz. And you're Pomegranates are number five after Aretz. So although on the overall list they are earlier, in proximity to Aretz, which is what it's all about, mine is better. Amarleh. So Reb Chista was so impressed, he said, wow. Amarleh, man yahivlon, who can give us nagri de parzala, legs of iron, to hear you, which means in a proverbial race, you are so ahead of the pack that Pashit, I, I can't catch up to you with human legs. You're so far ahead of me in lumdas and swara and type of innovation that I can't catch up to you with human legs. Who can give me iron legs that don't tire in order to catch up to you? Wow, that's a reasoning lumdas. I love that lumdas. This is Shani Larts, this is Hamish Larts. Wow, does anyone have iron legs they can lend me to catch up to you? in Lambdas. And that is the end of the Shiva Zaminim Sugya.